Welcome to the Grace Chapel Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you're encouraged and built up in your faith as we dive into God's Word together. Enjoy the message. Praise God. It's good to be in the house of the Lord, be with the people of God. I'd rather be here than somewhere else. I've been some places in a Sunday morning. I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to go back here again. Hallelujah. So I'm thankful to be in the house of the Lord with God's people. I, I love to stand before God's people because you know what? I love those smiles. Where are they? I love those smiles. Hallelujah. Praise God. Uh, I'm Pastor Robert, one of the pastors here at Grace Chapel. And uh, our pastor, Pastor Brian, he'll be be back next week. Amen? Praise God. So I'm here just to encourage our hearts today. If, if we were talking about uh, nutrition, he would be the uh, nutritionist. Did I say that right? The nutritionist. <laughs> and I would be the one who encouraged you to eat right. <laughs> Amen? So I'm just here to help you to encourage you. When you come back, you'll be dishing out all the meals. Amen? Praise God. He's a great teacher and we love him. Amen? And he's going to be back here. Give, give some hands for Pastor this morning. Amen. In his presence. Praise God. Hallelujah. We thank you. You know what? Um, this morning, uh, I kind of start off a little fast. So this, I'm going to slow down. I'm probably going to be like have you seen that movie, Forrest, Forrest Bueller, Day Off? Ben Stiller, Bueller, 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 Bueller. <laughs> no, praise God. But don't go, on, go, don't go asleep on me today, amen? Don't be like uh, the church, uh, the, the prophet, this prophet who, guy who moved in the prophetic, went to preach at this church. And people were inside the church eating on their cell phone, talking. And you start preaching and start prophesying. <laughs> you start prophesying what, what's happening in people's life. All over. Everybody got them. They want to hear what's going on. <laughs> Amen? So I don't think I'll be prophesying today anyway, but let's listen to the word of God. Amen? Praise God. We thank God for his words towards us. Let, let us pray. Lord, we just want to thank you for your grace, for your mercy and your love, for your peace that passeth all understanding. We thank you for your moving among us, O oh God, that you are a real God. You are real to us. You said those who worship you must worship you in spirit and in truth. Sometimes we can't see you, Lord, because we're not seeking you. But you are here with us. You never leave it. You, you've never left us nor forsake us. And so we thank you that you're working our hearts today, Lord. Speak to someone today through your words in Jesus' name. I'm going to ask you uh, to turn to, I'm going I'm to go to two, just two passages of scriptures today, just two. And uh, you can turn to the first one, Jeremiah 29, 11. And if you want, you can turn to Romans chapter 5. 
We're going to talk, we're going to go in Rome, uh, Jeremiah chapter 11, sorry, Jeremiah 29, 11. Then we're going to go to Romans chapter 5, verse 1. Amen. So after we go to Jeremiah, we're going to stay in Romans. Amen. I won't keep you long. Hallelujah. And the topic of my message today is not my plan, but not my plan, but I remember uh, I had a co-worker, co-worker some years ago and he was sharing with us at work that when he, was, uh, when he just left high school as a, as a teenager, he got in some trouble with the law. And he stood bef- before a judge and the judge gave him, you know, he said, judge said, look, I'm going to give you a choice. Go to jail or sign up for the military. And at that moment, he said, wasn't my plan, but. (laughs) Wasn't my plan, but. And he signed up for the military. And and what the judge wanted was a structure in his life. Not to send someone to jail. I don't know if they'll do it now, but not to send someone to jail and be in and out of jail, but to get a structure. And he went on with his life, got married, and lived a good life, eventually gave his life to the Lord. So sometimes I say, it's not my plan, but God. It's not what I was planning, but God do it. The, uh, our scripture today, Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. You know, it's funny, this scripture, a lot of folks quote it, and it sounds so good, and it is good. It's God's plan. But some look, look at it and say, God got a plan for me, and I will look at the hope and the future. And it's going to happen this afternoon. No. This, he was speaking to people who were going into, as a matter of they were already in captivity. After Nebuchadnezzar came into uh, Jerusalem, knocked down the walls, burned the temple, <laughs> take away all the, uh, the elites, all the king's son. I mean, he killed the king. He, he killed, he killed, as a matter of fact, he killed somebody, the king's son right in front of him and took out his own, it's the king's eyes. But some of the dignitary, their sons went into uh, Babylon. So this message was speaking to them. And he's saying to them, I know the plans I have for you. Even though you have a hard time ahead of of you, I know the plans I have for you. Moreover, us today, he's saying the same thing to us. I know the plans I have for you, but it's going to be the way I am going to work it out. You want to see great things? You want to see God God working your life? Look to him. And we see how that worked out when the, the children of Israel, they went to the Babylon. 
That's where we read about Daniel in the lion's den. That's where we read about the three Hebrew boys walking in fire and wasn't burned. It wasn't their plan, but God. We read about Esther become a queen. So God has a plan for us, and he's working that plan for our good. Not my plan, but God. Now, the plan that God has for us is start with acceptance. Acceptance. Many of us still, you know, we, we, we're still dealing with identity crisis. It's funny that people who are spend time in jail, who have done crime, have spent time in jail, receive the grace of God, and know who they are. <laughs> and see themselves as a child of God. But sometimes people who are in church for years, they still go through identity crisis. You ask them, oh, oh, oh are you? Well, you know, I'm just trying to make it. Instead of saying, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's what the word said. That's what I'm receiving. Let's, uh, the, the, let's go to the next scripture. Uh, Romans 1, Romans 5, verse 1. It said, therefore, I've been being justified by faith. You did wrong. You did the crime. But you, your slate is wiped clean. You don't have to look back. Nobody can judge you for what you have done because your, your slate is wiped clean in Christ Jesus. Just by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, as I give the illustration about a young man, when he, when he went to the military, he shouldn't have been there because he, he, he broke the law. But the judge wiped away the slate. And when he went in there, he went in there as a free man, not as a convict. And he had the right, just like any other kid who didn't, know, didn't do any crime. So when we come to Christ, everything is taken, taken away. All our sins, everything that we have done is gone. It's a new man. Those who are in Christ are a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. You are a new creature. Receive that today. Accept that today. Don't let the devil tell you no otherwise. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. It's not the way I feel. It's what the contract said. Mm -mm -mm. Hallelujah. I feel good. Any of you ever uh, heard of, in, in the early 90s, a movie came out called King Ralph. You ever see it? You ever see it? Well, the plot of this movie was, and it's kind of funny, <laughs> it was a comedy. It was in, uh, the stage was London in, in England, Buckingham Palace. They got all the royal families together, all the royal families together, to take a, a picture. And it was raining that day. And they underneath the balcony. And while they were ready to take the picture, as soon as it snapped, there was an electrical short. And all of them got electrocuted. All of them got electrocuted. It's a comedy. They, all of them got electrocuted. 
So they had to look for someone now to be king or queen. And the nearest relative they could find was an American. A down and out wannabe rock star called Ralph. Didn't know nothing about royalty. But you know what? They took Ralph, appointed him as king, even before he knew anything about royalty, and trained him to be king. That's who we are. We don't know nothing about royalty. We didn't know nothing about righteousness. But God gave us his righteousness even before we start living right. <laughs> So please know who we are. Listen to me. We're a force to reckon with. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. I know who I am. We know who we are. Don't let the devil tell us nothing else. I'm a child of the king. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, other religions try to tell you that, you know what? God don't have sons. You can't be righteous. You, you, uh, other religions tell you that you try. And maybe one day you'll be accepted of God. You, you do good works. But my Bible tells me that now salvation is now. I have eternal life right now. Not when I die. I have eternal life right now. I'm the, I'm the son of the king right now. I am special. You are special in God's sight. The only reason why, if you're not special, if you draw, if you draw back from it. But we are special in God's sight. Hallelujah. Praise God. And that's the, accept, that the acceptance plan. He has made a way for us in Christ Jesus. Now, <laughs> the Lord is not really interested in making us happy. He's not interested in making us happy. It's a part of it. We will be happy. But his goal is not to make us happy because happy is temporal. You want to see happy is temporal? Go to happy hour. Any fool can be happy, you give him a drink. I grew up in a country <laughs> where, you know, back in the days, you know, guys get their paid cash. And Friday evening, they're Go straight to the bar. And sometimes their wife or their girlfriend have to come here to get the money from them. Because they're, <laughs> they're happy, drinking themselves happy. The next day it's gone. God wants to give us structure. He know the, knows the plans he has for us. But he wants to give us structure. Not to make us happy. When, when we are in structure, happiness will come. When we are up there, when we are in Christ, when we have been set up in Christ, happiness has to come. Joy comes. Hallelujah. Praise God. Not only he has an access, a, a, acceptance plan, he got an access plan for us. An access plan. Romans 5.2. Through whom also does Jesus we have access by faith into his grace which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. 
One of the most powerful pictures he coming out of the White House was in the 60s. President Kennedy at work at his, at his desk. And his son underneath the desk. Now this is, this is the president of the free world. Doing important business. But his son underneath his desk playing. And had a picture with his son and daughter playing in, in the Oval Office. Now there are some people can't get access there. You have to go through many things to get access. But because they were children, it was their dad, Haba, father. They have access to go into his grace. Anytime. And nobody's going to tell them, get out of here. Because they have a right to be here. They have access into the presence of their father. How about us? We have access to the presence of God, which we are not taking advantage of. We are taking ad ad advantage of the, of the presence of God. You know, uh, spiritual forces are taking access of spiritual darkness. <laughs> you can imagine what's going on. Those of you who probably grew up in the 60s, 70s, and even 80s, see how things are changing rapidly, rapidly, rapidly. Someone who, who has been nominated for the Supreme Court Justice, a female, or I, I guess she's a female, with a PhD, middle-aged, just a kid, was asked this question. How do you define a woman? And she said, I can't. I'm not a biologist. There is a purpose going on around us. There is a purpose going around us. Just the other day, there was this Me Too movement that men taking advantage of women. Now, men are playing the part of women. You hear more men want to be women than the women want to be men these days. And women are accepting it. Men want to, want to play sport, compete with women because they feel that they are women. And we are accepting it. Spiritual forces is coming down on us. We want to tell our kids, little kids, there's no difference between boy and girl. And we fail to access spiritual, at the access in God to come against these things. Because we are weak, because we don't have it. If we don't have it, we're going to be weak. And they're going to take over us. They're going to take over our kids. Kids have gone to college. Our kids have gone to college. And they're indoctrinated that there is no God. They deny God. I was just telling a kid today that, listen to me. Strengthen up. Strengthen yourself in God. I said, he was standing with her brother. I said, look, you know your brother. You grew up with your brother. If somebody tells you something else about your brother that's not right, you say, no, that's not my brother. But if you don't know him, somebody can tell you anything about him. So we need to know, we need to have that relationship with the Lord to have that access into his grace to know him more. 
We need to know God as our Father in Jesus Christ. We need to have that relationship, cling to him, that we can know him speaking to us. Because when we hear voices, we can differentiate if it's God or the devil. And we need to get into the word. We need to know the word. Muslim have studied that Quran. Not just man's word. Man's word. But we have the real thing. And we, have, we, we fail to study it. We, we, you know, it's like having, a, having a, a, a document. Somebody, you know, sign a, a document or a contract. And you, you know, you push it aside and don't know what's in it. And when they try to deceive you, it is not yours. It is not yours. Even though it's written, people tell, try to tell you, it's not yours. You believe it. We can believe it because we don't know what's in here. So when we study the word of God, we know what we have. We know what we can access in the Lord. Praise God. Because there's an access plan. And we need to receive it. Second, or third. There's a reshaping plan. You see, after we got access as kids, we're going to grow up now. <laughs> we have to grow up. We have access as kids. Jesus said, you're gonna, you, you, you enter the kingdom of heaven as a little child. We can be as big and bad and macho as we, as, as we think we are in the world or whatever. But in the presence of God, we are still kids. I want to be a kid in God's hands. Amen? Because when I am a kid in the presence of God, I'm a champion in the presence of man. And we all are. Amen? We don't bow like the three Hebrew boys when they told him, listen to me, you're going you're, you're gonna to bow to the image or you're going to burn. He said, we're not careful to answer this matter because our God, who we know, is not a God who we didn't know. We know him. We have experience with him. We're not going to bow to your image because our God is mighty. He is bigger. When they tell you that you should cave at your work, you should cave at your business because you know God has said, no, it's not going to happen. I was reading about this, uh, this, godly, this godly woman, her husband, so she want, he, he wanted a divorce. She looked at him and said, it's not going to happen. In the name of Jesus, it's not going to happen. I declare it's not going to happen. I'm not going to stand for this. Because she know her God. <laughs> this, this woman was in New... Left from Texas. I went to visit New York. And while she was, when she was in New York in a, in, in a building, New York City in a building, and when she came out, was just in time to see some guys walk, taking off with her tire. She said, devil, bring them back. <laughs> and they come, put it beside the car. She said, devil, I didn't take them off. She's standing her authority because she knew her God. She was not afraid of them. She could have, they could have drawn a knife on her, and her, but she knew her God. Listen to me, it's time to know God. It's time to know the God. Listen to me. You know what I, I said when I got saved? Listen to me, I, I wasn't religious. I said, this isn't real. You know what? 
when, when, when I die, I didn't know, but when I, when I die, I said not die, when I'm on my deathbed, my deathbed dying, I want to know that this thing is real. I want to know where I'm going. So I want to experience God while I'm alive. Right? What, what else is there? What if I spend my life not doing all kind of stuff and, and, and uh, leave God out? What am I going to gain? As a matter of fact, one, time, one point in my life, I say, you know what? Even if I have evidence that God isn't real, I still want to live the way he wants me to live. Amen? I want to live by the law of God, by the principle of God, because that's the only way to live. All other ways are sinking sand. We spend time on the corporate ladder. Going up. I know, I know some, some people, quite a few people, not a lot, but a few people who have gone up on the corporate ladder in business and stuff like that. And when they climb the ladder, the ladder starts slipping. And when they look down, what they thought was solid ground was sinking sand. Because if no, the plan wasn't there. The plan of God wasn't there. It was their plan. Amen? So we, uh, we have a, also a restructuring plan. Let me go quickly. Romans chapter uh, uh, 5 verse 3. And now this, this, this reshaping plan have two aspects to it. It's, it's being made fit for a purpose. Like being trained, we are being fit for a purpose. We are being strengthened for a purpose. It's just like, let me, let, me, let, me, let me use marriage. Like somebody, a man, being strengthened, getting mature before he got married. Or a woman, getting strengthened before they get married. So when they get married, they can go the, the, mile, go the, go the long mile. Amen? They can make it last. Because if they are not fit and mature, it's not going to last. Somebody's going to follow. But when two of them come together, mature, fit in the Lord, God fit them for a purpose. So God fit them in marriage. Are you fit, for, are you fit to go into your career, into your business, into everything that God prepared for you? Because what, what's good having the training you don't have what it takes to continue. The one to straighten us. Let me go quickly. So, uh, Romans chapter uh, 3, 5, verse 3. And not only that. You see, we, we leave from acceptance. to you know what? Look where we're going. We're going in a progression. Here it is. And not only that, but we glory in tribulation. Who does that? That means suffering. Knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. That's consistency. What God is doing, as I say, don't want to be happy. We don't necessarily want to be happy. He wants to strengthen us. That's what. So, wait, listen to me. We don't suffer because we are victim. Mm -mm -mm. Don't let the devil tell you that. We don't suffer because we are victim. You, you realize that the, the scriptures about Jesus, when he's in the flesh, he learned obedient by the thing, obedience by the things he suffered. This flesh has to be under control. It's because of our will why we go through this thing. God allows suffering to strengthen us. No other thing strengthens us by suffering. Ask those football players. You think every day they want to get up and, and go against each other and training, hours in training. 
get up and do it because of the purpose. They, 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 they have sore muscles sometimes. They have aches and pain. But they move forward because that's what's going to give them strength to succeed in their profession. So God used these things to strengthen us. Now, David, uh, Joseph is a great example. Joseph at a young age, God wanted to use him. And God sat back and watched his brother put him in a pit, suffered in that pit. Can you imagine him in the pit and he didn't know if he's coming out back? Because he knew they hate, they, he knew they hate him. And they sold him to Egypt as a slave. But even that, and through that, Joseph realizes not his plan, but God. And he stayed consistent. He keep consistent. He keep his consistency in God. Even though he was suffering, he stayed constant in God. And watch and watch God what, what God was, 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 was doing. Now, whatever we are going through in our situation, whatever we're going through in our situation, God is working on a purpose. We have to see that God has a purpose and cling to it. While we are going through, access is grace. Joseph access is grace to get strength to go on. And the next, next aspect of, of the shaping, of the shaping, reshaping plan is. Being fitted, we were, we were fit, get fit for the purpose. Now we're being fitted for the purpose, in the purpose. Joseph again, Joseph was, was being trained for a purpose. All the suffering was helping him to be strong. Because when he was in that, when he was in that jail, he was still hoping in his God. He was still looking to God. And he, 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 he thought that the, 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 but the butler that he, he interpreted the dream for was going to remember him. Butler didn't remember him because that wasn't God's plan. God had a bigger plan. If, 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 the, if the butler had remembered him, he'd probably go back to a slave in fear in Potiphar's house because he was not a free man. But when God's plan come to fruition, he came before the king and the king realized, this is the man that I need. Come on. You are in need because you are the spirit of God in you. And don't be afraid to challenge a situation. Look to God. Acknowledge the Lord in all your ways and he will direct your path. He has a plan for your life. Hallelujah. So he fitted for a purpose. When he came out at the jail, the king saw, interred the king's dream, and realized, who else but this man? So without the strength that he was, God was giving him, he couldn't take on the weight of Egypt. He had the responsibility to feed the whole nation, to put food aside for the whole nation, because God was preparing him. Let me tell you something. Pastor Mark, you can come over here. Let me tell you something, brethren. Read the scriptures. Read it. The, the scripture have some great things to say. Listen it. He said, we are the head and not the tail. Hallelujah. We are above and not beneath. 
He said, all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called call according to his purpose. Hallelujah. He said, if God be for us, who can be against us? Hallelujah. He said, who, he who are being on a good work in you will perform it until the day of Christ Jesus. Do you believe it? He said, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that love us. We are no victims. We have a plan for us. Not my plan, but God. Turn it over to him. As I say, I'm here just to encourage you. There is a plan for you. Don't, don't get disordered. Don't give up. No matter how old you are inside here, or how young, no matter the color of your skin, God have a plan for your life. God is not a spe you know, speciality or, or, or look at you because of what you have or what you He look at who is seeking him for the plan. Look to him. He's doing a new thing in your life. No matter what you're going through today, no matter what you're facing, realize stop and see that God has a plan for your life. One time David was going through a hard time and he said, the word said, and he strengthened himself in the Lord. Strengthened himself in the Lord. He realized, I have a God to trust. I have a, I have a big hand to hold, to, to lay back onto. I have somebody who's keeping me. I'm going to trust him for, for, for eternity. Not only in this life, but for eternity. He's doing things in our life. We are the church of the living God. And I believe we're going to see great and mighty things if we continue to trust God. If we continue to seek Him. He's looking for somebody to seek Him. When He called Elijah, Elijah started to proclaim things in the name of the Lord. Why? Because he knew his love, he knew his God. And because he was special, but he's a superhuman. No! There's no superhuman. There's people who trust God. <laughs> Could it be we have we are so comfortable? Could it be? That's, what, that's how Israel were. They were comfortable. At one time, instead of Israel, silver was in Jerusalem like stones. But they turned away from God. They stopped trusting God. God's strength. There's strength that is offered to us. And he's looking for us to receive it. Amen. Don't let the, don't let the world deceive you. I, I was young and I'm a little older. I see some things. And I can testify that God is good. God is working out. I can look back in my life and give you some testimony of how oh, God do things in my life. And some of you here can do it too. So please, let God do it in your life. Can we stand? Hallelujah. Praise God. Thanks for joining us. And thank you to our Grace family who have been generously giving in to this ministry. For more information about our church, please visit gogracechapel.com and give us a follow on Facebook or Instagram with the same handle at gogracechapel. Thanks again for listening. God bless you.